Welcome to the Expat Cast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on the journey to finding home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole. I am so very thrilled to be seeing that there are new rules and regulations in Germany that are all signaling things are finally starting to open back up slowly but surely and very, very safely. I'm itching to be sitting in a beer garden with a beer from the draft and not from a bottle and it's gonna happen really really soon and I can't wait. I'm sure a lot of you guys are feeling that way too so I think this week's Travel Germany episode is very well timed because let's all hope, let's cross our fingers, push our thumbs that we'll soon be able to travel at least a little bit again at least within Germany or maybe even within Europe. I know last summer I I had other travel plans. I I wanted to go to Vietnam before the pandemic hit, but instead what I ended up doing is exploring different German cities that I'd never been to and even popping over to the Netherlands to go visit Amsterdam for a bit. And all of that ended up being so cool. When I was in the bigger cities, it was such a nice experience to be able to see Berlin for the first time and enjoy Amsterdam without the crowds and crowds of tourists. But what I ended up loving the most, my my favorite parts of all those travels were when I visited smaller places, like this is how my love affair with Nuremberg started. And on one of those trips to Nuremberg, I took a day trip up to Bamberg, which is the subject of today's episode. And it is just a fairy tale come to life. You're going to hear our guest Anna tell us all about it. She has so many great things and tips to share that I'm definitely intending to go back sometime this summer. I gotta say though, I'm also daydreaming of what other big cities I wanna hit while, again, hoping this works out, but while travel within Europe is possible, but not much in the way of international tourism. So for instance, cities like Prague or Paris that are always so crowded. I've heard people say they couldn't even enjoy Prague because it was just so packed with people. And for me personally, I I feel weird living actually quite close to Paris and never having gone to visit. But I don't really have much of a desire to because I just feel like it's going to be, you know, everyone lining up with their baguettes to get a picture with the Eiffel Tower, which is fine, but also just kind of draining for me. So anyway, I'm thinking and hoping that if things start to open back up a little, that's going to be maybe top of my list, actually. And I can finally hit some of the other cities that we've covered in the Travel Germany series that I haven't been to yet, like Aachen or maybe even Görlitz on a trip to Prague. Anyway, before I start planning out my summer trips, this is all to say, (laughs) I'm so happy to feel excitement for the future for the first time in so dang long. And I'm very pleased to be bringing you yet another Travel Germany episode. You can actually find all of the Travel Germany episodes in one place on my website, so I'll link to that in the show notes. And yeah, maybe you'll get some inspiration for a trip that you might take soon. Let's all hope that things keep heading in this good direction with Corona. And in the meantime, let's start daydreaming about travel. So let's hear about Bamberg. One quick note about the episode, you'll notice my audio quality is total crap. I had a technical issue that I discovered after listening back to the recording of this episode and then spent weeks pulling my hair out trying to fix, and you'll be happy to know I fixed it. So it won't be an issue in the future, but unfortunately for this one time, I don't sound too great. The good news is we're here to listen to my guests so you don't have to put up with the weird echoey underwater sounds for too long. Enjoy.
My name is Ana Beatriz. I am originally from Brazil. Now I live in Freising, near Munich. I lived in Bamberg for two years. I first moved to Germany in 2018, but uh, my connection to Germany started a little bit before that. <laughs> so let's hear about that. Yeah, how did the connection start? And did you had you lived anywhere between Brazil and Germany, or did you come straight over? My now husband. At the time, he was my boyfriend. He is from Germany. I was going to start a master's in the UK, but then my scholarship didn't come through. And I then decided to start applying for universities here because here, as many people listening, they might know that we also don't need to pay tuition fees. So that was really good. <laughs> so I actually applied. I didn't come directly to Germany because I, I did a double degree program. And the first year was in Greece. So I enrolled at the university in Bamberg, and then I spent a year in Greece and came back to, to, to finally finish my studies here. It was, it was really a good intermediate stop between <laughs> Brazil and Germany. Yeah, I can imagine because coming from such a warm place, not just literally, but also culturally, to such a cold place and somewhere that's a bit more reserved and closed off in some ways, it could have been really a lot to take in so yeah it's not a bad thing to spend a year in the sun in Greece first it was really nice I, I must say we we have similar cultural traits to to the Greeks and we're very loud people just like they are we talk a lot and we we're very touchy and you know <laughs> it was it was a good good experience to live in Greece for a year and then and had you visited Germany before this move. Yeah, I came uh, to Germany once the year before in the summer 2016. I managed to to attend Oktoberfest, <laughs> but that was just to visit for for a couple of weeks, and then I came. I went back to Brazil. But it was a really nice impression. Probably has to do with the timing because I, <laughs> I managed to to go to some summer fests, and the atmosphere in the summer is completely different. That year on Oktoberfest, I made probably more friends than. <laughs> Then over the last year <laughs> in going to one day at October, to Oktoberfest. But people are much more relaxed and open to, to meet people and to talk. And aside from the very overly priced beer, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a nice experience. <laughs> so then I'm interested to hear about how you landed in Bamberg because, um, I mean, I'll let you tell a lot more about the place, but I actually got to visit there just last summer um, just for a couple hours, honestly. But it's wonderful, and I'm so excited to learn more about it through you, but it's really small. But it, at the same time, it is a place that a lot of people have heard of. So maybe there are a lot of international folks that I just don't know about. So yeah, so how did you end up in Bamberg? <laughs> so I have... I applied to many universities the summer before when I was trying to, to be accepted in a program here because I had no idea how it was going to work. So I, I applied to, to many different universities around the country just to be sure that I would be accepted in at least one. And at the end, I, I was accepted in, in almost all of the universities I applied to. And my husband comes from, from the region. He's also from the Franconian area. And it, I don't know, I when I started Googling and doing my research on each city, it was very logistically good to be in that area because it was easily connected to Munich, to Berlin, also closer to, to his hometown. Yeah, and the city is beautiful. Those are the main reasons. For you, was it love at first sight with Bamberg? You mentioned it's really beautiful, but do you remember what your first impressions really were? 
Definitely, it was love at first sight. <laughs> so, Bamberg is not a very car-friendly city because it's it's a very old town. So we did everything on foot, and that is something I remember very vividly. Like we parked the car on the outer part of the city, and we went. The first time I went there, it was to to enroll at the university. So I got all my documents, and we walked to the inner city and. All the university buildings are so beautiful. Everything was like really like in a movie. <laughs> I was really impressed. I think my first picture of the city is on the bridge overlooking the the little Venice area. Oh wow! Yeah, I I knew I had made the right decision when I when I was walking there. It was like a summer day. It was super nice, and we stopped by one of the breweries to have a traditional smoked beer. <laughs> and yeah, it was a really f- nice first impression. It is a small, small town, but it's also a university city. So there's a lot of students, easy to to go around. So it's nice to, to be new in a city like that. It's quite small. You know where to go. You know where people meet right from the beginning of your time there. So it was really nice. So let's say someone has never heard of Bamberg before. What would you say are three things that everyone should know about Bamberg? Mm, I think the first one is that you are in... Franconia. It's inside Bavaria, but people in Franconia like others to know that you're in Franconia, not in Bavaria. <laughs> and actually, Bamberg is in Upper Franconia, so which also has a different dialect from other parts of, of the this region. And yeah, they have a different dialect, they have a different culture, gastronomy. They're known to be quite rough people, like not very friendly in comparison with with the rest of Bavaria. But so as soon as you you get to know people, they will be very friendly and they will gladly have you sit on their their table and cheer to a beer with them. (laughs) But yeah, they say that, for example, you hardly get a compliment from someone in Franconia. So they will say, if if you hear nicht so schlecht, like not so bad, that means great, awesome, you did a great job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're not so friendly in the first impression you know we had a, an american classmate and he he was struggling a little bit with that because for him like americans say a lot of awesome and great and you, you know and over there when people were sp- even speaking english they would not translate to those words you know it was always like yeah not bad it's <laughs> it's going like lived or <laughs> You know, <laughs> the second one would be the beer. The traditional beer in in Bamberg is smoked beer. It will smell and maybe taste like ham. You're most likely <laughs> not going to like it, but you're gonna have to try it. <laughs> you're selling it. You're selling it so much. Well. <laughs> you try it. I did try it when I was in town. Yeah, <laughs> your description's pretty accurate. Yep, <laughs> I tried it. Didn't love it, but. I didn't hate it. I just kind of felt like I was inside of a campfire. <laughs> you don't expect when you try a beer, right? <laughs> but no pigs are hurt on the making. <laughs> it's just it's just the way they treat the malt is similar to a whiskey process, let's say. So it has this woody, woody taste. And when you say that specific to Bamberg, what I found so interesting about this is you really mean specific to Bamberg because sometimes we say it's uh, this is the, the local beer. But what we mean is the larger region. But my mm-hmm. understanding is the Rauch beer, the smoke beer, it's really just Bamberg itself. Yes. And even like inside, so 
Bambek is one example, but for inside Bavaria, there are so many regionalities when it comes to, to the beer. Like the Franconian area, they drink more pills because it's closer to, to the Bohemian region in Czech Republic. And here in the south where I live right now, it's lager, lighter beers. It's, it's very special. <laughs> it's a long yeah. topic. But <laughs> Personally, I have to say that's one of the things that I love about Bavaria is there is a lot of diversity in the beer selection, which is not something you always get in Germany. Which maybe surprises people because you hear of Germany, you think beer, but it's, it's, it's very local. It's very specific. So when you go into a local bar, you're maybe only going to have two to three different types on option. Yeah, but in Bavaria, I think you have a wider, a bit of a wider net. Yeah, for sure. Here, for example, I am 20 kilometers away from Munich, and the beers we get here are different from the beers you get in Munich. <laughs> okay, so before we get distracted just talking about Bavarian beer, um, <laughs> point number three about Bamberg. <laughs> <laughs> that nothing is too far away. You can walk everywhere. So it's really easy to to get there by train and just do everything on foot or even with a bike if you want. But Nothing is more than 15 minutes walk, let's say, in the in in town. So you can do everything you want on a day or two days. You don't have to worry about any means of transportation within the city. If you do have two days, if you have a weekend to spend in Bamberg, what are the things that people should be doing? What should they be seeing, eating, drinking? Well, of course, at least one prof here, but maybe if they don't like <laughs> it, are they allowed to stop at one or... <laughs> Yeah, so on one of the walking tours I did in Bamberg, they I heard we never know if these things are actually like very accurate, but I heard that Bamberg is the city in the world with the biggest amount of breweries per inhabitant. They have like eight, I think eight or nine breweries inside the town and some others on the outer part. For example, on a weekend, if you get there by train or even if you get there by car, you you should leave your your car in a parking near the train station and then you can walk towards a bakery first things first <laughs> and try uh Bamberger Hornla. it's like it's it's a the croissant from Bamberg and don't say croissant say Hornla. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the shape of a horn so it's very easy to identify and they say it's different because it, it's made from with butter and yeah it tastes really good so as you walk to town with your Bamberger Hornla. <laughs> You will pass by the river and go into, because Bambe, the inner city is basically in an island within like two arms of the of the Regnitz River. And yeah, you will pass by, by the Kettenbrücke where there's a lot of locks, you know, when people put locks with their partners in the, in the bridge. And then you are in the old town where you can, you can see the Maximilianplatz where the city hall is located. And where the really beautiful Christmas market usually takes place. And then you can walk towards the Oberebrücke. It's like the upper bridge to see the old town hall, which was built in like, a, it's a, like an artificial island over the, the, the Regnitz River. The facade is really beautiful. It's really, it's a really beautiful place. Very Instagrammable. <laughs> is that the spot where it's this building like on a rock? And just in the middle of the river, and it, lo- it looks like there should not be anything there. <laughs> yeah, it's very colorful and it, it's really beautiful, baroque style. There is the is the older part of the town, and then soon you can reach Sandstrasse, which is where the famous Schlenkerla brewery is, where they sell the one of the the smoked beers. 
And people, it's it's a really nice area. People usually stay in the street drinking, which is also something that for for many people it's not so common to to drink alcohol in the streets. <laughs> yeah. And, and so there, it's it's allowed. Yeah, from there you can walk up one of the. So Bamberg is full of hills, and the um, dome, the cathedral, is in one of the the hills near Schlengerla, this brewery. Yeah, the the cathedral is really really beautiful. It's very old. There's a pope buried there. <laughs> also, uh, the emperor Heinrich is buried there. So it's it's really like historical part of the town. You can also go to to the new residence to see the the rose garden. Head towards towards the Michaelsberg. It's it's like another hill where you can get the view of the cathedral. So it's also a really nice area. The, the view to the city is really nice. If you go in the summer, the beer cellars will be open, which it's basically the equivalent to beer gardens. Really open area with a lot of tables, and you can bring your own food and yeah, order your beers from there, or you can also eat from from the beer cellars. My my favorite one is called Wilde Rose, Wild Rose. In the summer, it's it's a really nice city to go and spend spend the weekend. There's also a lot of uh, trails around there and castles so you can do like short hikes morning hike or an afternoon hike to the the forest near near the city there's also the heim park where you can swim you you can actually swim in other parts of the river as well in the park but there's a part where they made a swimming pool in the river which is really nice so you pay i think you pay 2 euros to get into this area where there's a little beer garden you can bring your stuff and your towel and swim in the river. And Bamberg is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, so the buildings are very well conserved and everything is really well taken care of. It's really nice. What about food? If we're walking around a lot, hiking, drinking several of the wonderful beers, are there any local dishes that um, you would recommend? So the, the local dish is uh, called Schäufele. It's the shoulder of the pork. It's very famous there. It, and it's also very local. It's like a, a Bamberg thing. <laughs> also, like for a snack or something, like for a picnic, you go. You can go to any bakery. The bakeries are amazing. And you will find thousands of, of things with funny names. And they're most likely going to be delicious. <laughs> <laughs> There's also the Altenburg. It's, it's a castle. It's a bit further away. You can still go by foot. It's like a 30-minute walk uphill. So be prepared. <laughs> And it's it's really really nice. It's it's a castle, and you can go up the tower, and yeah, you can also do some day trips from from the city. Yeah, I love to hear about that kind of stuff because actually, when I went, it was a day trip from Nuremberg, so mm. I imagine the opposite is also very possible that you stay mm-hmm. in Bamberg and then do a day trip to to Nuremberg, for instance. But yeah, what what did you learn from living there? What are some cool day trips in the area? Yeah, so Nuremberg is like less than than an hour away. Going to Nuremberg for, for a day is also an option. There is a place called Teufelshole. It's like a devil's hole. <laughs> yeah, it's like 50 kilometers away and it's a labyrinth of dripstone caves. It's near a little town called Potenstein. It's really nice. There's also Coburg is, is a nice town with like also a castle nearby. Greifenstein Castle, it's 30 minutes away. There's also a circular trail in in the um, Franconian forest called Droidenheim. Yeah, it's it's a really 
unique formation of stones. Like there's a lot of boulder stones covered in moss is really beautiful. And when you mentioned the castles, are they more castle ruins or are they like decked up? No, no, they're still castles. <laughs> you can like do in, in the shape of a castle. <laughs> it's really nice. Nice, that's really cool. Yeah, Bambeg was really um, so Bambeg following the secularization of the church lands in 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 Bavaria. Franconia was given as a gift from Napoleon to to the king of Bavaria. So that's why there's a little bit of a difficult relationship between Bavarians and Franconian people. (laughs) Bamberg was the main city in Franconia. So they had a lot of art. It was the religious center as well. And for a while, it was also the, the capital of the Holy Roman Empire. It was a very rich city and everything in terms of architecture, arts, it was very rich. So when they became part of Bavaria, all of these things came down to Munich for to the museums and stuff and the, the castles and those places, the palaces stayed empty and it was a difficult time for them. But yeah, the architecture is still very well preserved. You mentioned before that it's really close to the Czech border. Um, is that a viable day trip? Yes, actually you, you can go to, um, to a part of the Czech Republic using your uh, Bavarian day ticket. I don't know exactly which city it is, but I think it's Pilsen. It's it's a 25 euro. You can use it for 24 hours and go back and forth in one day. Man, this is a great trip for beer lovers because isn't Pilsen? Pilsen is famous because Pils comes from that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, as, as I said, a lot of things are related to beer. And before I, before <laughs> I came to Germany, I, I just I thought it was like a stereotype, a very simplistic stereotype. Yeah, German beer, sausage, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's very rooted on, on in their culture and in their daily lives. It's it's quite interesting. <laughs> also, if if it's in, if if you go there in the summer, there's a lot of kirvas or the summer fests of local towns around Bamberg that are quite nice. So you can take the train and, and go to the fest for the day and come back to to sleep in Bamberg because it's really sm- small towns. Bamberg has it's more touristic, so there's a lot of options of accommodation so it might be a good base if you're going to to travel around to to go to the summer festivals yeah yeah so you mentioned the summer festivals and a bunch of different smaller towns in the area but what other what generally what are some festivals that are worth visiting or are there certain times of year that are especially nice to to check out them bamberg during so for example uh, bamberg's festival is called Sandkirva. it's a funny story because their main street, like the main touristic street, is called Sandstrasse, which is Sand Street. And this kirva takes place there because there's a church built on the Sand Street. And every year they celebrate the fact that the church didn't fall because it's based, it's built on sand. So <laughs> <laughs> we have to give it to them. They do find reasons to celebrate everything. <laughs> Well, and a couple of things you mentioned throughout the conversation so far, um, Oktoberfest and Christmas markets. I, I can only imagine how charming Bamberg is during Christmas market season because, wow, any gorgeous place, throw some blue vine in there, some mulled wine, and it just ups the level of charm. <laughs> yes. The the Christmas market in Bamberg is it's in the main square. It's, it's really central and it's quite big, but it's also 
worth checking out the Christmas market in, in Nuremberg. I don't know if you've been. It's really, really beautiful. It's a bit different because it doesn't, it's not concentrated in one area. It's kind of, it kind of goes up around around the churches. It's really nice. It marks the season, you know, like last year we didn't have it. And I don't know, to me, it felt like a, a weird winter because there was there was nothing happening to mark that part of the year where it starts snowing, you know? <laughs> right. And what about Oktoberfest? I know it's not so far from Munich. So yeah, one could possibly either visit Bamberg after Oktoberfest or vice, vice versa. But I know throughout Bavaria, at least some parts that I've been to in southern Bavaria, Oktoberfests happen in just about every village. So do they also have one traditionally in Bamberg? Yeah, that's the the Sankirva. It's the equivalent. Like it's ah, their, okay. it's their, yeah. their summer fest. But you can also, if if you're staying in Bamberg or if you if you know somebody in the area and then it's easier for you to, to stay there rather than in Munich, it's only two hours away. Any other festivals or any specific times of year that you think are, well, you said summer is especially good to visit in. Yeah, I like the summer, but also, yeah, and the, the winter in, near the Christmas time, it's really nice. Near carnival season, Bamberg, Bamberg is, a, is a Catholic city. So they have, as you know, like in each German city, depending on the majority of people from each religion, they have different holidays. And in the Catholic cities, in Bavaria is where they have the biggest amount of public holidays in, in the year. So Bamberg is one of those cities. We have a lot, they, they have a lot of public holidays. So it's a good place to be. <laughs> <laughs> More free time than in the rest of Germany. <laughs> that sounds very appealing. Next question is the one that I ask very selfishly every time. I'm, I'm a lifelong bookworm and I also work as a librarian. So I have to ask if there are any good bookstores or libraries or any other bookish related things in the town or the area. Oh, this one I would gladly answer as I'm also one of those persons. <laughs> I really like libraries. The, the University of Bamberg has four uh, libraries and two of them are really, really nice. So the, um, Bibliothek One is where the theology and philosophy books are stored. And it really looks like a Harry Potter style library. It's really nice. So it's in a historical building from 1791. Wow. And it's all, you, you have to Google this one because I think you're going to like it and you're going to want to go back there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's really small. Like there's around 40 seats in, in, the, in the library and it's, all the furniture, everything is done with wood and em embroidered furniture. So that's the bibliotheque uh, tile one. And then the other one that I really like is by the river. So you're sitting and studying, looking at the river and all the boats passing by. And people, it's funny because people usually wave at us at the library. And I was always sitting in the window. And then every time the boats that do the like Donau tours, the, every time the boat is passing by, everybody in the boat is waving at you and you're just like miserable <laughs> so sitting cute. at the library. <laughs> it's, it's good encouragement. <laughs> and then the, the, the break area of this, this this library is on the river. So you can actually put your put your feet in the water if you want. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. You did study there. You did live there a couple of years. Where was your personal favorite little happy place to just sit and exist this place this this break area from the the library was one of my favorite places because we could sit 
by the water and there was always some some ducks and swans sim- swimming around <laughs> and i also really like the heim park which is where you go you can go swimming a lot of green and it's in the middle of the city so it's really nice for relaxing time in the afternoon during study breaks okay well if someone's come this far in the episode and isn't already sold <laughs> this is your last chance what is your elevator pitch for why people should check out bamberg so beer there's a lot of beer and also a lot of very nice people like the architect i really i'm always really sold by architecture it i think it's it's so catchy when you're in bamberg everything you want to take pictures of everything i think I, i used to work in a hotel when i was studying every day i would have to pass by the same places and i have like i think i have a thousand pictures of the same places because I always to, wanted to stop and take a picture. <laughs> the, the city is just very visually eye-catching, you know, it's really nice. People are very simple and they might seem rough from the way they talk because the dialect is quite rough, you know, but <laughs> but they're very sweet and I made really good friends there. I think everybody should should give it a try. <laughs> I think I think everyone's convinced. I am at least. I, I want to come back. I also visited on a summer day so that, yeah, I, I totally know what you mean with that magic of just like nice blue sky and all this beautiful <laughs> scenery. And it's it's a bit of a dream. Like I really did feel like I got off the train and was just in a fairy tale. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I really miss it now. Well, with that, we're going to round the corner and head to home with the ending segment, which is called Zack, Zack, Zack. This is a rapid fire question round where I ask you three questions that you answer without thinking it overthinking it go with your gut are you ready yes what is your very favorite type of beer in all of the world um i have to say pills what is your go-to rainy day activity um reading a book and having some tea and finally this one gets weird if you could be any animal for one week what animal would you like to be Uh, I think I would like to be a bird. Ooh. <laughs> Any bird. Pigeon? You would be a pigeon? Um, Yeah, that's the thing. I This is a weird thought, but every time I see a pigeon, I think, why are they staying in town? I mean, they they could go anywhere. Why are they staying in the dirt? <laughs> <laughs> so you would be a pigeon, but you would be the smart pigeon who goes does cooler things with its time than bother people. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I quite like that answer. <laughs> well, thank you so much for telling us so much about Bomberg. And before we wrap up, um, where can people find you, connect to you? Maybe they want to hear more about Bomberg. So uh, I have an Instagram account that is not very active right now, but it's called Hellas of a Place. Hellas is Greece in Greek. <laughs> so <laughs> H-E-L-L-A-S of a Place. So that's my my Instagram handle for travel-related things. (laughs) Wonderful. I'll link to that in the show notes. Thanks so much for coming on to the show. It was an absolute delight getting to talk to you. Thank you so much, Nicole. It was really nice. Thanks again to our wonderful guest. There will, as always, be a blog post coming your way with links to all of the things that were mentioned in this episode to make your travel planning even easier. I'll also link to Anna's Instagram that she mentioned. And while you're at it, you can also go ahead and follow the Expatcast on Instagram and on Twitter. You can leave a rating and review. Ratings, reviews, and sharing the episode with a friend is 
Those are all the top things that you can do to help support the show. Thank you as always goes to Amy Lungi Art for the logo and Sidehug for the theme music. They're on Instagram at a hug from the side. On Thursday, I'll be back in your feeds with an episode all about times that German bureaucrats and people of authority have caused us to come to tears because of the way they're communicating with us. It's going to be a fun one, guys. Till then, have a wonderful week. Stay healthy, stay safe. And if you're allowed to go enjoy a couple more freedoms than usual, please enjoy every minute of those. Fist on. Tschüss. Thank you.